Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the weekday chat where we meet we meet with you midweek to talk about where we've been and where we're going. My name is Riley Weaver and I'm one of the ministers here at the church. And my name is Steve White and uh, we look forward to being with you just for a few minutes to touch base middle of the week and encourage you and we we uh, invite your comments along the way. We're going to talk about this past Sunday sermon, drive it down a little more deeply. But if you have some things you want to say, add questions, uh, please feel free to shoot those to us and we'll do our best to answer those. So this month we've been dealing with a clear vision of Scripture. And it might seem odd to some people. I have to talk about the Bible. I mean, we're here because we believe the Bible. And that's true. But it's so, it's so easy to take the Bible for granted and just casually have this relationship with it. And so Sunday was all about its value to us. It's God-breathed, and it's, it's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. And I mentioned what Wearsby says. It's good for telling us what's right, what's wrong, how to get right, how to stay right. Hmm. And so that's what it's all about. And uh, as such, when we use it then, it's like a mirror and a scalpel and a living organism. It's working in our lives all the time, but we got to use it, right? Mm -hmm. So, Riley, my question for you today is, since we consider welcoming the Word of God into our life, what do we do? How do we activate that? How, what, what steps should we take to make sure we are welcoming the Word of God in our lives? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, the, the first thing and something that's really helped me is just being really intentional about the lens that I read the Bible with. Hmm. Like, what is the Bible? And Luke talked about this a little bit yes. in his sermon a couple weeks ago. But if you see the Bible as a rule book— Odds are you're not going to enjoy reading. That's it. exactly right. Um, I, I mean, maybe if you have a certain type of personality, but the average person's not going to enjoy that. I, I know that's certainly not me, but you know, when you see the Bible just as a a beautiful story about God, about yes. Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, like that's captivating. And you know, I was talking with somebody about the Bible a couple of weeks ago, and I'm 27. I've been reading the Bible for as long as I can read. I just told him, I said, I can't think of another book that I've been reading for, you know, since I can yeah, read. I mean, that's 20 sure. years. I mean, sure. what other book have I been going back to for 20 years? None. Yes. So, you know, that's how captivating the Bible can be. With that, I think it's really important to engage the Bible in a way that makes sense to us as individuals. Um you know, some people, they, they don't really like to read. So, you know, listen to an audiobook, things like that. I mean, I, I think if you're, if you think, well, you know, I, I've always been told to read my Bible, so I got to read my Bible, but you don't like to read, you're probably not going to have a very welcoming heart to that. If it's something that you find, you know, yeah. laborious, monotonous. I think another thing is just be around people that love God's word. Yes, I've made a friend in the last six months um, through, through some other friends. And every time I talk to this guy, I'm like, man, he just loves God's word. He, he quotes scripture in regular conversation. And honestly, I've, I've left a couple conversations with him. And I've just been like, I need to go read my Bible. Like that was so 
spiritually stimulating. It's like, man, yes. I just want more of that because I see how much this yeah, guy loves it. That's really good. What about you? Well, I want I want to build on what you just said too. You know, I've 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 got in my back of my closet in this box, I've got my I'm like a little boy. I got these private little things that are meaningful to me. Mm, they, cool. they don't mean anything to anybody else. But some of the things in there are cards my wife has given me through the years. Mm. And every now and then I get them out. Now, they're not meaningful to anybody else, but they are to me because I know who wrote those. Mm. And I think it goes back. I want to build on what you said. Once you realize the Bible is a love letter and who wrote it to you, I don't, if you don't like reading, there's something more amiss in who the author is. Mm. And I think you really have to go back and, 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 and rethink, you know, are you willing? This, this God has reached to us. I also think, you know, when That's people good. come out of surgery, sometimes because of all the medication, they lose their appetite and they lose weight. And I think to be, have a welcoming life, you have to create an appetite for it. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you know that, that verse that says, train up a child in the way you should go? Mm-hmm. Uh, that word train up is a Hebrew word that means create a desire for. Mm. So sometimes a baby is born and the sucking instinct isn't there. Mm. And so the midwives would put a little honey on the finger, put it on the palate in the mouth to cause the, the, the sucking instinct to take place. With scripture, it's the same way. We have to create a desire for it. And it's, it's by understanding what it is. And it also means that, that it's probably wise for me to start in a place that I'm probably going to understand more than other places. I just talked to somebody last week said, I just quit reading the Bible. And I said, where'd you start? Well, Genesis, I got all those begats and I forgot. I said, well, no. Well, don't you start reading the beginning? Well, you know, if it's a Bible, you want to start with Jesus, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the centerpiece. Sure. And so um, I think uh, if you're hurting and you run to Psalms, man, those Psalms come alive. If you want to get to know Jesus, you go to the Gospels, and they, they just, you just get to know him as a person. Yeah. You know, that's what we want to do. So I think we have to—I I love what you said about hanging with other people, you know, because I think when you're around people, like, you get interested in things that are put close to you. My wife loves historical novels. Hmm. I could care less until we got married, you know, and then as she has introduced me to them, now I love them because she loves them. That's cool. Right? Okay. Yeah. So— um, Yeah, so have you ever— found yourself disagreeing with anything in the Bible? You know, what's, why did you disagree and, and what happened? A long time ago, I learned not to argue with God. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a foolish thing. He will win every time, right? <laughs> um, and so um, there's never been anything about the Bible where like I disagreed with God because I know God's good I know he knows what he's up to and why he's doing what he's doing. I have to trust that. That doesn't mean there are things in there that I perfectly understand. I don't understand why he killed Uzzah when Uzzah reached the Ark of the Covenant. He was trying to do a noble thing. He didn't want the Ark of God to fall and crumble. Mm. But the commandment was, don't touch the Ark. If you do, you'll die. Um, I don't understand Achan. You know, Achan sinned when he took the, the devoted things from the Battle of Jericho. He buried him under his tent, and then the Israelites knew defeat. Well, he was found out to be the guy that took the, the devoted things, and what happened? He was stoned, but not just him, his whole family and his kids, everything. What? Now, I have to trust God for that, and I can come up with great theological answer, you know, maybe or maybe not. Sure. But it's, it's a hard one to wrestle with, but 
I got to keep in mind God's redemptive story. Mm-hmm. It's get, the, the more we grasp his redemptive movement and story, the narrative over all the Bible, the better we can grasp those isolated accounts along the way. Yeah. What about you? No, I, I would say my my story with that is very similar to yours, especially in the Old Testament. I struggle with some of the holy wars, the, yep. the, the violence, um, and you know where I've landed with that is that was a, a different time. So I, I don't understand the dynamics there with those cultures and those peoples, you know, sure. why, why God chose that. Um, you know, also, I, I just think because of our culture, you know, we're really protected from a lot of violence. Most of us are, at least in this community. So that's something I just naturally don't understand. Right. right. And, and then also, like you said, in, you know, the big picture story of the Bible, if you look at that story, you might have some questions about God. But if you see the big picture story of the Bible, um, you know, culminating with Jesus, you see God's got a love, he's got a redemption, and uh, th- those stories played a specific purpose. And like you said, you can come up with a theological answer that, for that, but, um, you, yeah. you know, it's really more the, the heart issues there that you have yeah. to deal with. And I think with some of those accounts, we forget that these nations that were contemporaries with Israel, I mean, they were a cruel people. Mm. And they were exposed to the greatness of the God of Israel, mm. and they were stubborn. When yeah. you remember, remember that Jericho, the people's hearts were melted in fear when they heard about all the accounts. Well, that was the perfect time for them. Hey, but tell us about your God. But they didn't want anything to do with them. And there's a there's a price to pay for that, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, we sit down, we read the scriptures, right? We we value that time. Have there been those times when God has just like leap off the page mm-hmm. and said, Riley Weaver, get this? Mm. Sure, absolutely. So the first three or four months of this year, um, and this may sound crazy to some people, but I, I read Mark 1 over and over again. I was just stuck on Mark 1 for some reason. Mm. Just felt like it was super captivating. There was so much so many things there that I felt like I learned from and a couple things jumped off the page to me. Uh, you know, March, we were in the middle of COVID-19 or the beginning of COVID-19, um, I should say. And one of the stories is Jesus heals a bunch of people, um, you know, at night, he stays up all night long with them. And it says the very next day he gets up, he goes to a solitary place and he prays. And I was like, man, I'm so tired right now. Because of COVID nineteen, um, you know, d- don't have the energy to do the things that I feel like I need to do. But here Jesus was in this story, and like he stayed up all night healing people, and he still woke up early the next morning before the sun even rose to go out and pray. So what does that say about my life? And then another piece that really jumped off the page there to me was in Mark one forty five. You know, Jesus heals a man with leprosy, and. Uh, at that point, people are so attracted to Jesus that he just gets swamped everywhere he goes. So it says he has to go to a solitary place to get away from the crowds, um, but people still come to him from everywhere. That's, you know, the words that the NIV uses. And when I saw that, I just thought, you know, that's that's my heart for my friends that don't know Jesus is, you know, some of them are in some really hard places, um, but 
you know, I just, I want them, no matter what hard place they're in, to be seeking Jesus. Right. Um, right. You know, J- Jesus, he went out to a solitary place. He went to a place that was hard to get, but people still came to him from yeah. everywhere. That's what I want for my friends. So that's really, yeah. let's say, informed my prayer life for those people over the last couple of months. That's How about really you? good, Riley. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Oh, man. There's not a time, I don't think, when I'm really giving myself that, something doesn't just speak to my heart. Sure. There, there are certain there are certain times and periods where something grabs you more significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, after all these years of preaching, I still struggle with preaching. I mean, it's just not easy. It's the hardest thing I do. And, um, you know, uh, Luke reminded me uh, a little while ago, he, he pointed me out to, because, you know, we've talked about this and, and the preaching struggle and wrestling and and um, he reminded me of Paul's words to the Corinthians when he said to them, you know, I came to you in weakness and in fear, hmm. not with persuasive speech. And it was just mm, an encouragement of Paul's own life. And that just kind of embraced me. Um, I can think of the time I was reading The Rich Young Ruler and God convicted me. It just like it struck me like a dagger that I was loving people only to win them to Jesus. Hmm. I wasn't loving them just as people. Hmm. And, oh, man, I was so convicted that moment. That was still a striking feeling I get when I revisit that. And with you, this COVID thing has left me out of rhythm. I still am out of rhythm. I I don't know how to function real well. And um, I have a group of guys. We've been reading Acts. And I read Acts through in one sitting a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And I I I was so moved by Paul's journey of how he always adapted Regardless of what was going on, he never lost sight of what he was called to do, mm. and he kept he kept changing his methodology, but he kept his passion alive. And I needed to see that. That's awesome. And so that yeah. was the latest thing that has really gripped my life. That's cool, man. I love yeah. that. Yes. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in and uh, listen. Hope that this was helpful. This Sunday, Steve's going to be concluding our series on the Bible. He's got some uh, thoughts for us just to kind of end things. And then uh, they're also going to take some time to answer some questions, just some common questions about the Bible. So encourage you to tune in and uh, hope you'll join us this Sunday. Hope you're with us. Have a great week. We love it. We love to touch base with you. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.